What up, what up, what up, Hoop Ballers? And welcome to another edition of Hoop Balls DFS Today. This is your Friday, November 19th episode. We have a nice nine-game slate for you. I am your host, Santino Cocone. Our guy, Dave Menkoff, is off for the night. He is traveling. So we will catch him again next week. But... I'll be running this one solo. Uh, we got a nice, nice that nice nine-game slate, as I mentioned. Quite a few teams on a back-to-back. Uh, we have seven on the front end and four on the back end of a back-to-back. That's in total 13 of the 18 teams on one end of a back-to-back. So definitely need to keep an eye on the news as the day goes on. Uh, I won't. I only have it until... Uh, I'm doing the podcast, so things can and probably will change by the time lineups are locking. Uh, So definitely keep an eye on that. Most of the teams are on one end of a back-to-back. Before I get into it, there are some changes coming to hoop ball. Keep an eye out. They should be coming this week uh, or the onset of the next week. Um, Big changes. I don't even know all of them myself, so I'm going to keep an eye on them. Also, a big, big changes are coming. Keep your eyes open, your ears peeled, and um, get excited. It's going to be a good one. I also want to give a shout-out over to our friends at Manscaped.com, the number one men's below-the-waist grooming out there. <clears throat> right in time for the holiday season. Uh, we only have about a month or so till Christmas. Uh, Easter's next week. Definitely give yourself... A look, or go to manscaped.com and give yourself a look. It's well worth it. Check the Perfect Package 4.0 that includes all of the awesome stuff, uh, the lawnmower 4.0 and everything else that comes with it. It's honestly fantastic. I can't get enough of it. Uh, they use it all the time. And guess what? You can get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code HOOPBALL20. Again, that's 20% off and free shipping with the promo code HOOPBALL20. Only at manscaped.com. So give it a look and enjoy yourself. All right, friends. Let's jump into this nine-game slate. We have two games kicking, tipping off at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We will start with the Indiana Pacers traveling to Charlotte to take on the Hornets. Uh, Both of these teams are on a back end, on the front end, I'm sorry, front ends of back to backs. Uh, I'm assuming right now everybody will play, but we'll see what happens for the night. But uh, on the spread, we have a Hornets are two point home favorites and a 219 over under, which is the second of the night not too many crazy uh spreads up there only one game higher and it's only one point higher that's the last game of the night that we'll get to on the injury report we have um no pj washington is the only one out for the hornets that's in the nba right now and the pacers have uh, tj warren as out and chris duarte as questionable all right let's start with the pacers here uh sabonis has been Pretty underwhelming. Uh, he's been hit or miss lately, which is weird for him. Uh, he's not getting cons- 
consistently the amount of assists that he had a season ago. He was uh, he was awesome a season ago on, in that department. He's almost at four on the year, uh, but at 3.7, he was playing a lot better. Um, <clears throat> he was scoring points, obviously scoring more points. Uh, his field percentage is still 57, over 57% from the year. His three-point percentage dropped to under 30%, so he's struggling there, but... Um, he's under 9K in this one, and this is a really, really good matchup. Uh, the Hornets have been playing a little bit better. They're not giving up as many points as they were the first couple weeks. Now they are only the second highest points scored against uh, team-wise on the NBA. Uh, they, the Minnesota, or Memphis Grizzlies are now averaging more points against than the Hornets. Uh, so they're playing a little bit better. They're moving on up. Uh, they were uh, way, way on the bottom there. Uh, they were the last about four or five points per game. So slight improvements there. Um, you can still look at Sabonis. He's not going to cost you an arm and a leg, and the matchup is really good here. Um, <clears throat> and likewise with uh, Levert and Turner, Brogdon makes a lot of sense. I would just rather pay the $600 more and jump to Sabonis. I just think the upside is there. So, uh, Brogdon's floor has been a lot safer, but the bonus is it's, it's due time for him to turn it around. So I would rather pay 600 uh, there and take the big discount and get Levert. We know what he can do uh, if he's healthy. Again, this is the first night of back-to-back, so they could rest some of these guys this night and then decide to play them tomorrow. But we'll, we'll see that when we do. Um, another guy who's not playing as great as he could be not getting the rebounds, not getting the assists uh, that we're, we've been accustomed to when Levert plays. He's um, been able to average a, a decent chunk in both those areas, but just not been able to do it here. Uh, Miles Turner, we can take a look at as well. This is a very good matchup for him. Uh, not going to go too small against them, especially with Sabonis and, and Turner there, so Plum was going to play a lot. Uh, but I, I would prefer Levert for the couple hundred dollars extra. Uh, as far as the small forward position where where Duarte starting if he doesn't play we saw Keelan Martin get the draw draw the start in the last one he played a nice chunk of minutes there it was uh 27 minutes first start in two years I believe um and he put up a nice 15 and a half fantasy points even though he shot one of seven from the field uh, if he draws another start in this environment at 3400 yeah he'll be I'll, I'll take a look at and we'll get that news before anything else so that's something good uh Justin Holiday might find himself in the lineup as well. Uh, he played minutes in the last one. He would be another option, but I'm hoping that uh, Martin does because that guy, can he, he racks up some defensive stats, and if he hit even three of, of eight shots, uh, you're seeing about 20 points plus there, uh, and that's very good value that we need on a slate like this. On the other side of the ball, it's another matchup. Uh, the, the Pacers haven't been playing great either. Um <clears throat> Lamella Ball is now 10-4. That's an expensive price tag, uh, but he's been been worth it. I don't think I'm going to go there, though. We need about 55 just to feel good about ourselves, and, and I don't know if I, I just take the Sabonis discount in this matchup. Um, but you can look at these other guys like uh, Hayward, Bridges, Rozier. They're not terrible. Hayward, Bridges, more likely. Uh, I like Hayward's. Uh, so 4,700, I think, will bring back value here. 25 points as well within reach plus. Um, Ubre is another guy who's been playing pretty good off the bench. 4,500, not a bad option there. Uh, those, that's where I'd stick there, mainly in that Hayward, Plumley, uh, Ubre range. All right, 
Let's jump on over to that next game of the night. The other game at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have the Golden State Warriors on back end of a back-to-back facing the Detroit Pistons. Uh, we have a 210 game total, which is the second lowest of the night. And the Pist- or the Warriors, I'm sorry, are 10.5-point home favorites. So big home favorites here. Uh, we don't have an injury report yet for the Warriors. Obviously, they are on the second end of a back-to-back. They just played. Um, but Steph Curry came into the game as questionable than probable. So we can look there. We know Clay Thompson, James Wiseman out. And Iggy did not play in that first one. So uh, we'll see about that. See if anyone else gets added to the injury report as well. Um, second night of a back-to-back on the road against Detroit. Crazy and still they can still pull out a win here. Uh, but on the Pistons side, we have Kelly Oubre is out. Isaiah Livers is out. And that is it for the NBA side. We'll stick with the Warriors. Um, they are the away team. And it's yeah, we're going to have to get news on Steph Curry. He did play last night. He did drop another Steph Curry line. Uh, but is he going to play tonight? I don't think they need to throw him out there. And I have to still worry about this game too much. Uh, back-to-back games of 60-plus points and 56 or more in four straight. So uh, you can look at him if he plays. I, I just don't think he's going to be play a ton. Even if he does play in 30 minutes, though he can still hit value here. But they could this game on the back end of a back-to-back uh, if something really was wrong with Steph Curry. Obviously, it didn't look like anything was uh, it was any sort of question probable or whatever the heck you want to say about it uh, in the last night's game. So I don't think there's anything to that. But again, at 11-5, I don't think they have to rush him here. And I don't think they have to throw him and make him play a ton of minutes. I think you can play 20 and be, be all right. Um, that said, if that is the case, Poole, Wiggins, both become interesting to me. Uh, Wiggins has been playing a lot better. He's been um, very, very solid here. I know in his fantasy output, it's not been as good as he's been playing on the court. But um, if Steph Curry is going to take a backseat and just relax or so this game, uh, yeah, a lot of the usage is going to go to Wiggins. It's going to go to Poole. It's going to go to Draymond, but Draymond doesn't shoot. He's just going to look for others to get others open. So um, that is why I'm looking more towards Wiggins and Poole. Uh, Gary Payton, the second, 3,800. If, again, if if Steph Curry plays, obviously, he's going to become a very popular play. But um, even still, 3,800 in a game that could be likely mop-up duty, that's a, that's a guy we can look at. So is Kuminga. Um, he only played seven minutes in the last one, but he has a role now. He's been playing... He played double-digit minutes the three straight games before that. Uh, if this is likely blowout territory, then you can continue to look there. Um, I do like Keelan Martin better than these guys. I think they're a little bit safer than uh, Kaminga, but but uh, another people to throw your, your hat in the ring, depending on what we see on the injury report or pregame news about Steph and anyone else that May or may not play. Maybe uh, Otto Porter Jr. doesn't play back end of a back-to-back. But we will see there. Um, just some news to keep your eye out, out for. All right, on the other end, uh, we have Jeremy Grant at 6'9". Been playing really solid lately. Uh, he's averaging over 31 fantasy points a game. Uh, the last couple games, though, 
he he went three of ten shooting and then five of fourteen shooting after a really nice stretch. Uh, he to change it around here, but I'm more, more so looking at Cade Cunningham the most. Uh, the guy's been playing really good. He has 38 shots in the last two games. He's hit 16, uh, but he has 51 and 41 fantasy points in the last two games. He's really starting to take over this team like we've been uh, we've expected. Uh, took him a little bit. He missed the first couple games. Took him a little bit to get his feet wet. Uh, now back-to-back games of eight eight rebounds and then 14 total assists in the last two games. Um, yeah, this is Cade's team. It's going to be Cade's team for the foreseeable future. And this is uh, another matchup that he can take advantage of. Uh, Steph is not the greatest of defenders. He might see a lot of Wiggins. Uh, he could see some pool, but uh, nothing that should overly scare you away from him. And that's just a good price tag. Uh, 6400 He could Even if he's missing a bunch of shots, he could still hit value there. Uh, with the way he's playing and contributing across the board. So I really like Cade here. Um, that's probably the most I'll go to, but you can always take a look at, uh, depending on who's in, who's out for the Warriors, Isaiah Stewart at 5K. Uh, it's just a it's a solid price tag. Um, at 6 one's not bad. I'd just rather have, have Cunningham, but Isaiah Stewart would be the other guy that I'm I'm giving a nice look at at 5K. Uh, they don't have Olenek. They could go small here and, and match up with the Warriors, but uh, he should be Isaiah Stewart could play 30 minutes in this game uh, and bring back value. He's beat this price tag in three straight games, and I would expect it to continue as long as he sees 30, 30 or so minutes, which uh, seems likely without Kelly Olenek in here. So another guy you can attack there for. Maybe not the huge base of upside, but nice, safer, safer value there, a uh, decent floor. All right, we're going to jump on over to the next game, uh, the 7.30 Eastern Standard Time game. We have the Los Angeles Lakers taking on the Boston Celtics Boston. Uh, we have a 213.5 game total, and the Celtics are one-point home favorites. Uh, on the injury report for the Lakers, LeBron James is questionable. They said there was some chatter that he might return for this game. Uh, he is questionable, so we will see. The spread at the moment indicates that LeBron is not going to play. Uh, if LeBron was playing, I would assume that they would be couple-point favorites in this one, even on the road, but we will see if that changes. Um, we also have Ariza, Nunn, and Austin Reeves out, and Anthony Davis as probable because he loves to live on the injury report. Uh, for the Celtics, we have Robert Williams and Jalen Brown as questionable. Brown both might make a return in this one, so we will also see, obviously, this Entire game with LeBron, Brown, and, and Williams is massive to keep your eye out for the news. Um, with that said, we'll start with the Lakers. Uh, it's very hard to beg the team at the moment because they have their highest-priced guy and uh, superstar LeBron James at 10-8 as questionable, and there was some chatter that he might return. Um, so very hard to look at this team and, and, and give an early outlook. Uh, if LeBron doesn't play, we can continue to look at the people we've been looking at. Taylor Horton Tucker has been playing phenomenal, and at 5,800, um, he's averaging enough actual points to hit that value right now in his in his three games. 17, 28, and 25 actual points on three games 
He's been shooting. Uh, he shot fifty percent from the floor in two of the three games, and then over forty-seven in the in the middle of that game. Uh, so he's been playing lights out. Uh, if LeBron doesn't play at fifty-eight hundred, that's just a price tag we can really take advantage of again because the the usage and and everything is going to be there. The playing time, uh, even with LeBron. Uh, that's a price tag that I want to wait and see on, but I don't think that he's going to fall off too much. He's probably he's not going to get the amount of shots that he has. He's probably not going to be running initiating a lot of the offense like he's he's been the last couple games. But um, he's still been playing phenomenal, and they needed someone else like that, especially in that first unit with Mel coming off the bench mostly uh, to take some pressure off these guys. So something to see. But if LeBron plays, we can avoid it. If LeBron doesn't, we can attack it. Uh, same with. Westbrook, AD, going to be in very solid spots here. If LeBron plays, probably going to just see how they integrate him back in the lineup. I don't ever love to play uh, a superstar returning and then everybody else around him. I uh, just want to see how it fits, uh, especially since he's never played with Fort and Tucker yet this year. Um, so we'll see how that, how that fits. But... Uh, if LeBron plays, I'm probably just going to leave most of these guys off. I'm just going to leave this team alone. If he doesn't play, or Tucker, um, Melo at 4-9 is an option. And then uh, I'll see Westbrook or AD, but I would more so look at Westbrook here. Um, but again, I think LeBron possibly could play. So it's going to throw a wrench in that whole whole lineup. And similar to the other side of the ball, uh, we have Jalen Brown and Robert Williams, both questionable. Um, Jalen Brown's mid majority of the season if he plays it does change the dynamic of the team schroeder's been playing very well i've uh, been bringing back a lot of value but he's going to take a big hit here uh, i don't know if he's even going to start if jalen brown plays um <clears throat> I, I would doubt i would assume he's going to come off the bench definitely uh unless they try and take smart i don't i don't think they do that uh, robert williams another guy grant williams will go right back to the bench here i will see that opening day lineup if if everybody's healthy, but um, it does, if Brown plays, does hit it, hit Tatum a little bit here. Um, it was in a decent spot, but it'll hit him. AD will be on him for the majority, and you don't really have to. Uh, you'll know the usage, the playmaking. A lot of that's going to come down, even though Tatum hasn't been playing great to begin with. Um, it'll take a little bit of Al Horford's luster. I mentioned Schroeder's luster. Uh, smart. Um, Grant Williams will get hit by Robert Williams. So we definitely have to see what exactly happens here. Um, if both those guys don't play or if just Brown doesn't play, then, yeah, we can look at Schroeder as the revenge game, especially in that narrative at 6,600. I don't love the price tag, but uh, he's going to want to show out on, in this one, and we know it. And there's going to be a lot of extra minutes, a lot of extra usage and playmaking uh, to go around if Jalen Brown doesn't play. Uh, no Robert Williams, Al Horford. Should start at center. Decent option. Uh, Grant Williams becomes a very solid punt play. He's been playing really well at, and at 3,300. Uh, we can definitely take take a look at him. Um, but I want to see who if those guys play first. If those guys do play, both Robert or Brown or one or the other, then the guys that will get affected, I'm just going to leave them alone in this one and mostly leave this game alone. It's going to be a nice game to watch, but... Um, I don't know how much fantasy love I'll have on it. But again, that is, it's a lot to do with who and who's out for these big names on this one. All right. I'll jump on over to the next game. The other game at 730 Eastern Standard Time. We have the Orlando Magic traveling to 
Brooklyn to take on the Nets. We have a 209 game total, which is the lowest of the night. Um, and then we have the Nets as 12.5 point home favorites. Uh, we have Nick Claxton, Joe Harris, Paul Sap, Kyrie Irving, all out. And the Magic have Carter Williams, Markel Fultz, Jonathan Isaac, Etwan Moore as out, and Jalen Suggs as questionable. Start with the Magic. They are the away team. Uh, man, Cole Anthony has been something else this year, hasn't he? Um, the one game he really, really struggled at this year was against Brooklyn uh, about nine days ago. He shot just four of 12 from the field and put up 26 and a half fantasy points. Uh, in his other five games in between that stretch, uh, three after, two before, he was he has been averaging or he's scored no less than forty one point or forty points fantasy points. So he had value in every other single game uh, except this one, and that gives me a little cause. I mean, this guy's been playing football. That does give me a little pause for concern, especially if this game does get out of hand. Maybe they don't want to just run him out there. Uh, they have they can just throw uh, Hampton or Ross or or uh, anyone out there. Suggs plays will play a little bit extra. <clears throat> So that's something to keep an eye on. I probably won't have a ton of exposure to him, but it's something um, that I have in the back of my mind to to change my mind there. Um, probably won't have a ton of exposure to this Magic side. They they have been playing a lot better than anyone expected. Uh, been competitive for the most part. They've been winning some games for the uh, and Call Anthony Carter Jr. Bamba. These guys have been playing Fra- Franz Wag- Wagner. I've been playing really well, uh, so kudos to them. Um, but I'll probably take more chances on the lower-priced guys here, possibly a Franz Wagner at 4,300. Um, he has two back-to-back games of 28-plus fantasy points. Not a terrible matchup. He'll get some run even in a blowout. Um, Jalen Suggs, if he does play, 3,800. I think he can. It's not a price tag that we have to be scared of, but if he doesn't play, that opens things up for Hampton and Harris and Terrence Ross, and especially Terrence Ross for me, uh, who's been coming along now. Uh, three of the last four games, he's, he's taken uh, double-digit shots, 14 or more shots in this, uh, and he's brought back over 22 fantasy points. So value to be had there. Uh, this is a game that they're going to need offense from him, uh, especially if Jalen Suggs doesn't play. There's more minutes for him available, and we know he's never shy of taking that those shots and, and gobbling up usage when he plays. So uh, Jalen Suggs is out. Terrence Ross is another guy in that very cheap range, uh, thirty four only 3,400, that I will take some shots on. Uh, that's pretty much it for the Orlando side of the ball. On the Brooklyn side of the ball, I mean, they are 12.5-point home favorites. So proceed with caution. That said, James Harden, Kevin Durant are in prime spots to bring back 50-plus fantasy points and hit their value here or exceed it. Um, but how do you trust it? You can't trust it in a cash game. It's, I mean, I'm not going to pay that price tag in a, in a cash game in the event that it does get to be a blowout and we don't see as much of our super high-priced guy that we want to. Um, similar to Steph Curry, but Steph Curry was also, quote, dealing with an injury. So it's a little bit different there as well. Um, that said, Marcus Aldridge should play in this game, 4,900. Um, <laughs> he missed that Warriors game, 
fully. But he should play in this one. 4,900. They're going against two big guys. They play the Magic play big. Uh, so, yeah, I like him here. I think he should see 25 or so minutes. And he's been proven that that is all he needs to hit value here. Um, Bruce Brown's going to get a ton of minutes. Joe Harris is out again. Patty Mills, Blake Griffin. Those are just cheap options, 42, 41, and 38 for those guys uh, that I will attack as well. Uh, Bruce Brown is going to play regardless, I think. Uh, Blake Griffin might not see a ton of minutes, and there's and he's been in a slump, so he would be the, the third of those four, including Aldridge, that, uh, my fourth option, I would say, out of all those guys. Uh, but Patty Mills and Bruce Brown are very solid, and well, we know what they do. Bruce Brown uh, would be probably my second favorite guy or first uh, yeah, I'd like him a little bit over Aldridge, but Aldridge and him are nearly it close on who I like the most than Patty Mills and, and Blake Griffin on this side. Uh, again, you can take some shots at Harden and Durant in tournaments to separate yourself, but uh, cat game, it's it's going to be a risky, risky maneuver there. All right, let's jump on over to the 8 p.m. games. The first one that we have at 8 p.m. is the Oklahoma City Thunder traveling to the defending champion Milwaukee Bucks. Um, we have a 218 game total, and the Bucks, as is the theme in these late games, uh, are a 13 point home favorite team. Uh, on the injury report, we have DiVincenzo, Brooke Lopez as out, and the Thunder have nobody. All right, let's start with the Thunder here. 13-point home favorites, but another team that's been very solid this year. Um, very, very solid. Oh, and I forgot to mention that the – I'm sorry about that. I forgot to mention the Boston Celtics are another team that are on the front end of back-to-back, and I mentioned that because both of these teams are on front ends of back-to-backs. Uh, so we'll see. It's going to be more affected by – tomorrow's games but uh it could be a change in in someone's status like we saw Giannis a couple games ago went from probable to out all of a sudden uh but just to keep an eye on it for you guys something else to monitor so yeah let's jump on over to the thunder side of the ball and yes as i was saying they have been playing much better than anyone expected they have been winning a lot of games um coach d will not be here Tonight he is with the birth, he is with his family for the birth of his child. Uh, but this team is currently the ten seed. They are in the playoffs, uh, the play-in game right now as we speak. So good for them at six and eight. Did not, not any expected that. Um, that said, mm, I love a ton in this matchup. Um, James Robinson Earl at thirty-four hundred. If he does draw another start, he's been starting a lot. And another guy, uh, he's been playing mid twenty minutes, but. Brought back 26 and 28 fantasy points the last two games. Uh, so another guy in that chief range that we can throw our hats in the ring for and get some of these more expensive guys. Uh, Lou Dort has been playing really solid lately. He took 22 shots in the last one, but uh, 16, 11, and 18 shot attempts in the games before that. He's a guy that I'd be looking at because he's cheap, and I know he's going to shoot a lot. Uh the Bucks the last couple of years have been giving up a lot of three-pointers, and teams have been attempting a lot of three-pointers against them, so that's something to keep an eye on. Um, outside of that, though, while I like Giddy and I like Shy, I'm going to leave them uh, be in this one. I, I just don't know about that. I'm basically, I'm not going to look at 
Um, if you want to take a shot at the bench guys, you can, but Robinson Earl is pretty much the same price as them, and we know he's a guaranteed minutes. Uh, and in a blowout, we'll probably play at the similar minutes as well. So a um, lot of blowout potential games here, so more so for tournament options, but um, cash games is getting a little tricky here. And on the other side of the ball, yes, the Bucks are first front end of a back-to-back again. Um, so how much do they play these guys if the game does get out of hand? It's a 13-point spread, but it hasn't been like that for them. Uh, the Bucks on the tomorrow, they also play the Magic. So they're getting two teams that you look at and say, oh, they're not good, but have been playing better than uh, the spread would indicate. So we'll see about that. Um, that said, Giannis to me is more of a, a GPP again. 12-3. Can we fully trust him to play a full game? Uh, he did just drop 47 actual points, nine rebounds, three assists in the last one. Um, it has back-to-back games with under, with not double-digit rebounds since he missed that. Uh, that game a uh, couple games ago. Um, he did drop 66 actual fantasy points, but is it is he going to shoot 18 of 23 from the field and play 36 minutes in this one if he's not going to grab double-digit rebounds? That's something to think about. But um, he's always close to be being played here. But that said, Bobby Portis makes a lot of sense at 6,700. Grayson Allen at 5,500 makes a lot of sense, too. Even though we do see Middleton, we do see Holiday back. Uh, Middleton still getting his legs under him uh, against the Lakers a couple nights ago. That was his first game back in um, nearly three weeks. So he's going to still need to get his legs under him a couple games. I'm not going to pay that price tag for him. Uh, Drew Holiday starting to come around. We'll probably see a lot of Dort, though, he might see a lot of Dort if Middleton's still, again, getting his legs under him. At 7-2, don't want to take a full chance on him. I guess I would take a chance on Giannis the most out of those guys, but uh, still, it's a hefty price tag for a game that could get out of hand. Uh, But Portis and and Grace Allen's roles are pretty safe here for me uh, to take a look at in either cash or tournament options. All right, before we continue... Want to let you guys know that the NBA is back and at DraftKings Sportsbook, an authorized sports betting partner of the NBA, the key to victory is a strong starting five. New customers can bet just $5 on any NBA team to win their game, and if they do, you win $200 in free bets. So why not make your roster um, Washington times five? DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also get their skin in the game with new same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code MBA today. Bet just $5 on any NBA team to win the game, and you win $200 in bets. If they win, you win with promo code NBA today this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an authorized sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, let's jump on over to the next game at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We only have four left here. We are uh, moving moving along a little bit, uh, but we have the Los Angeles Clippers traveling to Narlins to take on the Pelicans, uh, both Teams are on one end of a back-to-back. The Clippers are on the second night of a back-to-back. The Pelicans are on the front end of a back-to-back. And yes, I said New Orleans. It sounds much better than New Orleans, in my opinion. Um, we have 
for a spread here. We have 217 game total, and the Clippers are five-point road favorites. Don't have an injury report on the Clippers yet, but Zion Williamson is out for the Pelicans. Uh, though we can say Kawhi Leonard is out. Uh, and last night, Nick Batum was out. Marcus Morris Sr. was out. Sergi Baca was in the G League, played last night. Might uh, They said he will be back soon, so he might be up for this one. Uh, but Justice Winslow is also out, and Preston uh, and Keon Johnson were in the G League as well. So something to keep a note on. And again, back end of a back-to-back. I guess uh, Batum and Trey Mann, or Terrence Mann, who was questionable for the last one, would be the ones that we got to keep an eye on. And if Sergi Baca jumps up, but uh, he's probably the third third right now on the team anyway. That said, let's jump on over to the Clippers. I'm talking about them. They are the away team. Um, yeah, Paul at 10-3. Pelicans have been kind of dookie. We all know this. But now that they have Ingram back, they've been playing a little bit better. They've been getting there. Um, and when they get Zion back and in shape, and that's for another conversation, uh, they'll be even better. But Paul George at 10-3 does make sense in this type of matchup. It's going to be fast-paced. It's going to be uh, high scoring and again the Pelicans giving up a lot of points and not playing the greatest right now they're just a lot of losing on the road it should be closer the Clippers are missing a lot of bodies well were last night should still be missing a, at least a good chunk of bodies here um, so Paul George is gonna have the ability to use a lot of things here uh, didn't we hit 50 points in the last one, which we need. We need over 50 for him. But this is a better matchup. And I think Paul George is in play for me. Reggie Jackson, 6'4". Eric Bledsoe played on this team last year and had a very down year at 5'9". I don't really want to attack Bledsoe. But Reggie Jackson at 6'4 makes a lot of sense. Uh, it's, he's going to have a lot of Nikhil Alexander-Walker on him. He's going to have a lot of Devontae Graham on him. Maybe some Josh Hart, but... Uh, those first two, if you've seen a lot of them, that is um, something to salivate over. And at 6,400, that's going to be a nice matchup. He's going to get a lot of open looks, and he's going to take a lot of uh, chuck a lot of shots up there. I like the $6,400 price tag for him. Uh, Terrence Mann, if there's no Nick Batum, he didn't start in the last one. We saw Amir Coffey, and we'll get to those guys after start. But Terrence Mann... He's going to play a, a, a lot of minutes uh, if he's ready. He only played 24 in the last one, but it was in the front end of a back-to-back, and he did come in questionable with an ankle injury. Got to see how that ankle is today before we fully go to him, but um, I would expect, if it's a closer game, to get more than 24 minutes. And um, they can in this one. It's not like Jaron Jackson Jr. is. Uh, that's why they had to go a little bit bigger in the last one. Um, he's not on this team. Brandon Ingram is similar size to... Man, so he can play more power forward. He can play more minutes in this one, and I like that at 4,900. Um, Luke Kennard, again, if, if Batum is out, if Terrence Mann is limited, is more senior, is out. Got to keep an eye on the injury report, but at 4,600 makes some sense. I do prefer Mann at $300 more, but he's just another option for you. Um, and we saw Amir Coffee draw the start in the last one. Didn't do much with it, but at 3K in a – Nice matchup. We can we can do worse, and you can just throw them in that um, other hail mary type of bargain bin play there. I like them as much as other guys that we've mentioned already. But <clears throat> again, another option for the people that like lots of options. All right, 
And we'll jump on over to the Pelican side of the ball. Uh, the Clippers have been one of the best defenses in the league. They slow the game down a little bit. Um, even losses, they don't give up a ton of points. That said, they did they did last night, and they are on the back end of a back-to-back. They are playing a little banked up. So that are things working in the Pelicans' favor, who are also on the front end of a back-to-back. Uh, that said, <clears throat> Brandon Ingram, 8,200, teetering on the line of like or hate uh he played 37 minutes i shouldn't say 37 minutes in the last one so we know that his minutes are back up i was getting ramped up a little bit missing about two weeks but his minutes are back up and that is something that we can like here um but keep an eye on it we'll see exactly if he's going to be limited a little bit because again front end of a back-to-back he's going to play in both of those games they might not play him that 37 minutes in both games. They might go 30 or uh, something like that. So definitely something I want to keep an eye on and see if I hear anything of that. Or maybe he just plays fully this game, misses the next game. That's another option as well. Um, but that a guy that I think has been playing phenomenal lately is Josh Hart at 5,400. I wish he was still in the uh, under five, but he hasn't been a little bit. Uh, but 5400 is a very solid price tag for this guy. He's been uh, shooting. He hasn't been taking a ton of shots. He only has double-digit shots in two of his last five games on uh, three of six. But he's been grabbing a lot of rebounds. He's been grabbing uh, a lot of assists. In his last six games, we'll say 12 points, six rebounds, five assists. Steal, um, shot shooting 45% from the field, 43% from three. He's been very efficient, but he's been filling up the stat sheets uh, in the assist column and the rebounds column. Um, and it kind of makes sense when you when you think about it. He's not playing a lot of point guard, but you look at who the guards are on this team. Devontae Graham, more of a shoot-first guy. Nikhil Alexander-Walker, more of a shoot-first guy. Brandon Ingram is the leading usage guy on the team, more of a shoot-first guy. So it makes sense that uh, Josh Hart is starting to get all these extra assists, and we know his prowess for rebounding, even though he's a smaller guy. Um, so it just makes a lot of sense right now without Zion there to gobble up a lot of usage and shots. Uh, touches are going around, and Josh Hart is showing that he's more pass-first than uh, a lot of these other guys on his squad. So at 5400 I really do like that price tag, even in a tough matchup like this. Uh, we, again, we might see some people out on the Clippers side again. So... Uh, things are things are looking there, but outside of those two guys, Ingram and Hart, mostly, uh, mostly Hart. I'm gonna shy away from the Pelicans on this side of the ball in a tough matchup on front end of a back-to-back. All right, we'll jump on over to the three games left on the docket. The next one is the lone game at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have the Chicago Bulls traveling to the West to take on the Denver Nuggets. Uh, we have a two eleven and a half game total, and the Nuggets are. Three and a half point home favorites. The Nuggets are on the back end of a back to back. We're not going to have an injury report for them. Uh, they didn't get hit hard against the Sixers last night. Uh, but we'll jump on over to the injury report for the Bulls. We have uh, Patty Williams not going to play again this year. Nicole Lavuk, yeah, Nicole Vucic is out for this one. We have Javante Green and Alex Caruso. As probable, uh, the Bulls have been playing really well this year, even without Vuce, uh, Vucevic. <clears throat> but without him, DeRozan, Levine, Ball all get a jump here. 
Uh, Kobe White is 55, and just seeing that price tag is a funny. Uh, he only played 10 minutes in two games. I know he just came back, but him being more than Caruso doesn't quite make sense. Um, that said, the Nuggets play at a slow pace. Even though they got beat last night, they only they, they lost by 14, but they only gave up 103 points. They play at a very slow pace, and they play at a, um, a very solid defense. And they're missing a lot of people, and that makes sense that uh, they've been buckling down on that end. <clears throat> but um, Levine at 8600 $400 cheaper than DeRozan. He's been playing awesome. Uh, makes sense to me here. It, it's just a good, very good, uh, lower high-priced guy. Low, high-priced guy, but on the lower end. Uh, and he's been hitting va- near value in the last couple games. Uh, 44, 41, 43. So value or near value there. Last three games, I think we can continue to see that happen again in this one. Um, Lonzo Ball at 6-7. Like it. He's just been flat-out awesome. Uh, we can attack the backcourt in this matchup. Um and at six seven, it's not a a crazy high price tag uh, that we have to scare about. Be scared about Alex Crusoe at fifty four hundred. He's starting, and he's probable for this one. So I expect him to play again. Last three games: thirty eight, thirty four, and thirty nine minutes. Uh, one of those games, he only took one shot in that middle of the game against the Lakers, where they just crushed him. He only took one shot, and he still put up eighteen and a half fantasy points. He didn't even make the shot. It was a three. Uh, but he's been playing really well. Just last game alone, 12-10-9, a near triple-double. Um, the last four games, he has at least five assists in every game. Uh, and last three games, he has at least six rebounds in every game. So he's been playing really well, and the minutes are there to match. And $5,400 price tag is not a big one to sneeze at here, uh, especially in this one. And that's like that's pretty much it. They'll have to play Tony Bradley a bit. They might have to play Elise Johnson because Fooch is just big. You can't get away with playing Derek Jones Jr. or Javante Green on him a lot. Um, but whoever plays against them, trouble for him. But uh, Tony Bradley is too slow. He's under, but he's just going to be too slow. And and we know Jokic, he can start possession all the way from the three. Um, you can't get away again with playing anyone small on him. Like they have been trying to play a lot of small ball. Uh, Ali Johnson is just not the guy. Uh, Yoka got 12K. He's going to be out of those in price tags. He's going to be the guy I'm going to go to most to. It just makes a lot of sense. And he's Yoka. It's not like, ooh, I need him to have a really good matchup to, for him to bring back value. He might just do it because he does it all the time. Uh, in the last five games, he has three, ga- uh, three games at, of 66 plus fantasy points. Uh, the love that in those in that five-game stretch is just under 53. So the guy's just been on fire, and yes, I think he makes the most sense. As these, uh, and probably a lot of people are going to be thinking the same way. Uh, but outside of him, Monte Morris at 4,300, he's still just, he's very cheap here. Uh, he said he's getting, getting healthier. It, it is something that we're going to have to keep an eye on because it is the back end of a back-to-back. But he's just been hitting value. Three straight games of um, he had 36, 35, and 24 in the last three games here, and taking double-digit shots pretty much every game. Um, he said he's continuing healthier. He was playing banged up, and the minutes are there. And he's just a very solid player. Uh, he contributes in rebounds, assists, uh, pitches in some steals, hits some threes. 4,300. That's just easy, easy price tag to like here. Um, 
Aaron Norris has been playing rock solid, but I would just prefer the $1,000 Monte Morris discount. Don't hate going to Will Barton, but I don't know if he's going to get a full complement of minutes either. He was playing injured. I just came back uh, from a near week-long layoff played, <clears throat> uh, and he played 34 minutes last night, so we'll have to see about that. Uh, though if he does play and he's going to be ramped up, I think that's a solid price tag, 6800 Though I would just, again, I would put him in my player pool, but I'd rather pay up for Jokic or pay down for Morris on those two other favorites on this team. <clears throat> All right, we're going to jump on over to the second to last game of the night. We have two games at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have the Toronto Raptors on the back end of a back-to-back against the Sacramento Kings on the front end of a back-to-back, and that does it for the back-to-backs. Um, on the injury report, we have... Spread, we have a 220 game total, which is the highest of the night, and the Kings are three-and-a-half-point home favorites. Uh, On the injury report, we don't have anybody for the Kings, and the Raptors don't have one in because they played last night. But we know Aaron uh, Uta Wontanabe has been out all year. Precious was out last night and missed a couple games, and OG is going to be out for a chunk of time. So we can put those guys on the end report for now. I'll put quite questionable precious out for the other two guys. <clears throat> but uh, let's jump on over to the Raptors side of the ball. They got hit hard against just a big physical dominant jazz team last night. I expect a little bit. I expect a bounce back here. Um, and we might see a change of a lineup. We could see Siakam go back to center. We saw uh, Burke at center in the last one. They had to match up with our guy uh, Gobert, and they also needed someone to take OG spot. If Burst starts again at 3K bare minimum, yes, that's a just like, you can just really like that price tag. Even Boucher at <clears throat> 3300 but we know his minutes just are never there. So Birch, if he starts again, yes. Even if he doesn't, he should see 20 minutes, which is nice. <clears throat> if Birch doesn't start then that's where the value we, we get another value play because somebody's gonna have to start. We got Siakam, Van Vliet, Barnes, Trent Jr. Who is that fifth starter? Uh, could it <clears throat> could it be Flynn? Could it be Fee? Could it be Banton? Probably not. Um, could it be Drogic? Probably not. But that's where the value would come in. A Birch, either way, like him, and then we can go on. Scotty Barnes. Gary Trent Jr., both make solids. Uh, Van Vliet, Siakam, they all make here, depending on if my stock, that's something to think about. Uh, but I, in my opinion, I think Van Vliet makes a lot of sense, more sense than Siakam. Uh, Barnes makes the most sense to me on the team. And Gary Trent Jr. is just solid. Uh, I thought his minutes would go down when Siakam came back. But now OG is out, and there was no center. Uh, Birch was missing time when Siakam came back. Precious was missing time when Seahawken came back. Now OG's out. So this guy is locked and loaded for his minutes, and he's been crushing it, and he's been hitting. He hit value in the last four games. Um, and I expect that to continue again in a very nice matchup here. Um, there's, the Kings are not as bad as they've been against shooting yards, but they're still not great. Uh, Scotty Barnes, I mentioned him. He's just been filling up the stat sheet. Uh, last couple games, he hasn't hit 30 in three straight games. But he does make sense for a bounce back here, especially on the back end of, of, of a back-to-back, going against a team that's playing fast. <coughs> but I expect him, um, if Luke Walton keeps with that, those big laps, 
expect uh, Birch to start in this one. And again, that's probably the, the easiest play of the night on this in this uh, on this game at 3K to just throw him in there, and he's going to hit value. Um, on the other side of the ball, they've been playing big here. Uh, Meadow is starting at power forward. Bagley and Tristan Thompson been getting backup minutes, the backup minutes, which is nice. So they're playing bigger here, and it's it's kind of working. It, it's hit or miss lately, but it's been better than what Luke Walton's been doing. Actually playing people that are not as bad. Uh, he's not playing Mo Harkless right now, so that's a good that's a good sign for uh, for further prospect or prospects. Um, that's it. the Raptors are a defensive-minded team, and they've been pretty good defensively on the year. Uh, sometimes they get chewed up, but a lot of times they play physical, um, and they're, that's what their identity is right now is defense. So I, I don't fully love a lot of these guys. There are just some solid price tags, though. Like Buddy Heald at 5'8 is very nice. Medu um, at 4'5, uh, he's starting. He didn't do great in the last one. He kind of put in the last game, four points, still had eight rebounds, um, <clears throat> two of eight shooting, but he's still playing 25-plus minutes in that. And at 45, that's a decent price tag. Um, Buddy Heald at 58. We know he shoots, and, and you know, he likes to take a lot of threes. In the last two games alone, he has 31 total shots. 24 of them have come from three. Uh, so if he pitches in a little bit elsewhere and hits uh, 40% of the shots, value is had there. So can like him here. Rashawn um, <clears throat> Holmes at 6'5". Yeah, he's going to go against Birch, maybe only Birch. And that's a very solid price tag for me. I really like 6'5". Um, we know he can get into the sevens sometimes. So very solid price tag. But that's kind of it. Vernon Fox haven't been playing as great as we've wanted to. Barnes has been, but I don't want to go to him here at 7. Um, knowing that the last four games he's kind of fell from that fantastic start that we thought was a mirage and don't look like a mirage, but Holmes healed Meadow look very solid to me. Uh, even Tristan Thompson's going to get some minutes in this one. And the guy's been gobbling up re- rebounds the last three games, 10, eight and nine, not much else, but uh, another option to throw out there though. If you have Birch at three K, it doesn't, you don't have to go to, to him. And that's just a given there. Right. And the last game of the night, we have the Dallas Mavericks, taking on the Phoenix Suns. Uh, we have a 212 game total, and the Suns are seven-point home favorites. On the injury report, we have uh, Kleba as out, Luke as doubtful, and the Suns have Kaminsky and Saric as out. Start with the Mavericks. Uh, Luka's doubtful in this one, uh, so that gives a big bump to Porzingis. We saw that gives a bump to Jalen Brunson. Hardaway, it gives a bump to everybody. Without any Luka, there is usage abound, uh, plenty to go around. Uh, but those first two guys, Porzingis, Brunson, uh, those are the guys I'm targeting the most. If you want somewhat cheaper value, Hardaway Jr. Um, even without Luka, it doesn't, I don't want to fully attack all these guys. Uh, outside, there's just not, it's just not a deep team. It's it's sad to say you have Luka and you don't really surround him with anybody uh, at all. Uh, but Porzingis is going to be the alpha, the omega on this team. Uh, he's taken 22 shots or more 
or 22, 20 shots or more in the last three games. Uh, 7,800 is really a cheap price tag. He's going to only 40 points and he hits value there. He's hit that in the last four games at minimum. So uh, Porzingis is going to be in a lot of lineups here, even against a tough matchup. And Jalen Brunson, without Luka, um, he's starting. He's going to play minutes in the high 30s. And uh, he's he could bring back points or more in this one. He's going to take... Uh, probably 15 plus shots in here, so he makes a lot of sense too. And and I mentioned Hardaway Jr. A lot of usage goes to him. He took 23 shots last game. He only hit nine of them, but 23 shots. That's that is a lot that we're gonna like. But two game, three of uh, four of the last five games over 30 fantasy points. Um, and all we need in 30 fantasy points hits value here. So yes, him. Those three guys make sense with Porzing is uh, the clear number one option on this on this side of the ball. Everybody else can. Uh, with even without Luca, I don't I don't need to to go there. Um, <clears throat> on the other side of the ball, no Luca. This game could be this could slip away from the, the Mavericks without Luca here. But um, look at DeAndre Ayton at six seven. He's starting to get his legs back under him after missing a couple about week and a half, two weeks there 11 days i played 36 minutes in the last one shot 9 of 13 even though game before that shot 10 of 14 uh averaging 40 fantasy points in his two games back and that's that's value and a half there so and even in this matchup dwight powell there's just really no center on this team that's good kleba is probably their best option but he's not healthy um maybe they'll play porzingis and that just only helps Aiden if porzingis plays a lot more center but uh, a and S 6,700 makes a ton of sense here. Uh, Booker makes a lot of sense too at 87, but I, I was looking at, um, the first game of the night in Sabonis only 200 more. I'd rather go there. Um, uh, <clears throat> Aiton is my favorite play on this team. Michael Bridges makes some sense too at 4,600. Uh, going to be some opportunity for him to play. And we know he plays. He's one of the best. His coach says he's one of the best defenders in the league and he has been, um, uh, and this is a game I think he can top 30 points in and bring back sneaky value here. But uh, to me, Aiton is a smash on this side of the ball, and <clears throat> everyone else would be secondary. Right, that does it for this edition of DFS Today. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, oh, and I will I'll throw in my, my favorite um, tier plays before we head on out of here. Uh, if we're going Super Saiyan, I think I already mentioned it. I'll do four tiers because there are quite a few high, high, high price guys here. Super Saiyan, Jokic makes the most sense to me. Uh, I'm going to go there quite a bit. Uh, out of the other guys, it's just a lot safer than most of the <clears throat> most of the other guys in that price range. Everybody else, Jan, like I said, Giannis, Luka's not playing. Curry, Durant, Harden, LeBron, questionable. Um and then AD and Westbrook, they're all in high spread games. So uh, Jokic in a matchup against whoever Den- uh, Chicago tries to throw at center is just juicy. Um, high price guys that are not in Super Saiyan territory, I'll go with Sabonis again. I've been mentioning him. Uh, he's due for a big bounce back, and this is an opportunity for him against this Charlotte team that gives up a lot of points in bunches and plays fast. Um, Sabonis. Right in his wheelhouse, we'll see if he can uh, produce in this type of environment, which I think he will. Right, uh, mid-tier plays, <clears throat> I think the two are right in the last game. My two favorites are right in that last game. There are quite a few mid-tier plays that I like, but 
my two favorites are right in the last game, higher high mid-tier. Porzingis at 7-8, no Luka. Uh, he's just going to be force-fed shots here, and, and that's really awesome for him. And then DeAndre Ayton at the lower lower end of the mid-tier, about a $1,000 difference. Um, he's just going to – Dallas doesn't have a big center. Uh, and this guy has been eaten anyway. I don't think anyone's going to stop him, really. Again, there's a ton of mid-tier value there, but I think those two are the, the safest. Um, and then cheap value, Burke, 300 or 3K. I said 300. 3K just is they're kind of giving him to us. I, I don't know why he's only 3K. He just started the last game. Um, but they're pretty much saying just play him. Everybody's playing him, and that's just uh, – he's going to be played a lot. That's super easy there. <clears throat> So that's that's easily my my favorite um, cheap play of the night. It, it's just the, even if he doesn't hit the upside as uh, someone else can, uh, it's just his floor is extremely safe. They're they're literally giving us to play him uh, in this matchup because the especially since the Kings have been playing big, so he's probably he could draw the start again. Uh, if Precious doesn't play again, that helps him. So uh, very easy call there for me. To, to get a lot of Birch exposure in my lineup. At the moment, we might see Precious play. I mean, we might see Precious start, and that changes up a whole whole lot of heck things for, for us there. But uh, even in that scenario, I would expect 15 to 20 minutes, and he could still hit value, though the upside obviously isn't there if that does happen. Well, thank you guys for tuning in, and we will catch you again. We have another nine-game slate for you on Sunday. All right, take care. Bye.